Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Industry leading. Difference making. Tomorrow shaping. World changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future at Deloitte. Hi, Todd. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Life Unscripted. Todd Safaretti has been a successful entrepreneur, CEO, a conservative political activist in Washington, D.C. For the past 30 years, he is also the co-author of a very successful book with Floyd Brown, Big Tech Tyrants, How Silicon Valley's Stealth Practices, Addict Teens, Silent Speech, and Steal Your Privacy. Wow, that's a, that's a mouthful there. Uh, but, you know, this has become, this has come in the news a lot. And I've had discussions with friends about, well, you know, a lot of these tech giants like Facebook and Google, well, they are private companies. And, you know, some people are thinking, well, should they be regulated? Should they not be regulated? Um, but you have an idea that it's not, not about more regulations. It's really about keeping them in check and not letting them become a monopoly. 
All right. Uh, it's exactly right. I, for one, am, am a limited government person, so we do not. In fact, big tech wants Congress to come in and legislate and create more rules and regulations because what they can do is use their, their, uh, their corporate attorneys and their multi-billion dollar assets to get around those issues and they can put the smaller competitors out of business, which is the definition of monopolies and antitrust uh, uh, violations and so forth. So we do not want, uh, we recommend, we uh, do not recommend that we go down the route of especially congressional regulations, more regulations. We know that the, the bureaucracy is, is in the hand of the deep state and they support big tech, but actually, Big tech, uh, it, there's people on both sides of the political spectrum, so it's not just a, a right issue. Elizabeth Warren uh, is, is a, a big advocate to break up big tech and so yeah. forth. So uh, there's two statutes that they're hiding, or that we, we believe that if, if you just fix that, the free market will, will open up again, and then uh, we're, we're an advocate of the free market. Let the free market fix it. So the first is, which I said, they're violating the antitrust uh, legislation. So the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, needs to come in and challenge Facebook, Twitter, Google on, on their monopolies. You could even uh, argue that the FEC, the Federal Elections Commission, could come in because they tend to support Democrat candidates. And if you're doing positive uh, articles and search results and so forth in favor of one side, that's actually an in-kind con contribution so you could actually even go after them with uh, the federal, the FEC. Uh, yeah. So break them up as a monopoly. Again, that allows the free market to come in. There's a lot of free market organizations out there, a company called Gab, Parler, you may have heard of these. We have an app that's coming up called feedme.app that's going to do that. And hey, let the free market solve it. But the big one, I believe, and I know it's big because we actually had a press conference in Washington Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, and the the main lobbyist, he's actually a Republican, but he represents pretty much all of big tech, Facebook, yeah. Twitter. We had kind of a very spirited debate on Section 230, which is called the Communications and Decency Act of 1996. What exactly does that mean, actually? Yeah, he, Break uh, I'll explain it to you, but I can tell it was what they're worried about because he got very heated with me and said we would destroy the social media industry if we went down that route. So I, 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 think, I think we're on to something here. Uh, that was created, though, so, uh, a communication platform, so I, I can explain it best. Think of AT&T or Verizon. You're making a phone call. They're protected under a statute that says if a bad, one bad guy calls another bad guy on their platform and something bad happens, say a terrorist attack, you can't sue Mm -hmm. uh, Verizon or AT&T for, for that act, that, that federal statute protects them. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what Facebook and Twitter and these big tech, they're hiding under that. What it does, it protects them against multitudes of lawsuits, so by content. So um, if you're a publisher, on the other hand, you're liable. If you put something on there that's libelous, slander, you can be sued and you can lose in court. You can't just put out whatever you want to. So Facebook says, hey, you know, we, we can't be responsible, but yet they want to censor speech. Well, as a communication platform under 230, you can't say, well, this is hate speech and this is not. You're not the arbiter of speech. Yeah. Just like AT&T couldn't say, 
you know, back in 1960, if two people were talking about Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement, yeah. they couldn't cut your line off because you're talking about the civil rights movement. That's, yeah. that's not allowed. Yeah. And that's, that's what Facebook and Twitter and even Google are hiding under. You it's amazing to me because what, what is this whole idea of hate speech? I, I didn't even hear this term a couple of years ago. And now people are like, and I had a debate with my friend. She's like, well, you know, a certain speech just goes too far. And I'm like, well, who gets to be the arbiter of choosing what's too far and what's not too far? Because one day I told her, what if that's you? What if that idea, that free thinking idea is just too much for someone who's in control of social media or communication or your job or whatever it might be? Well, just read the First Amendment. There is no sub provision in the First Amendment that says, except hate speech. <laughs> uh, you know, I've debated many on the left on subjects that, that I disagree with, but I want more speech, not left. And I will debate anyone on anything they want to keep it legal. You know, you can't do threats of violence. Uh, violence and pornography and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian and I've debated atheists and I, I respect other people's opinions. So I've had very uh, nice, respectful debates with, with atheists on a topic like that. Yeah. And I want more speech, but when you hit it right on the head, who gets to be the arbiter? So Facebook says they get to be the arbiter, uh, but if you, if you look at people that have been banned, and not just you know, organizations like ours that have been suppressed, but mm -hmm. uh, there's pe individuals, grandmas in Sioux City, Iowa, that because they, they reposted something about President Trump had been put in Facebook jail, saying, well, that's fake news. Well, what gets, who gets to appoint you what's fake news and what isn't? Let, let the public decide, again, free market, if they don't agree with it, then they can turn the digital channel and not have to listen to the content you're providing. That, that amazes me because this really puts it in the ballpark of responsibility. And that's something that is really this kind of myth out there that there should be someone taking care of responsibility for us, the big daddy government or something like that, where it should shift from us, the people, let make the regulations so we're safe, Facebook or government, and, and we don't have to do it for ourselves. Because you said it just there. If you don't like a certain speech, you don't like what's being said, I don't like a certain channel, I turn the channel or walk away. So the idea that you have to be silenced because it's going to be hurtful to someone, when has words killed someone? Well, I think you've nailed it. You nailed the difference, but I don't want to get too political, but that is really the difference between, uh, say, conservative and lib liberal philosophy, although I, I do think this is a both right and left issue that have their own issues with it. You know, the left, don't, they don't like big, powerful corporations, they say, mm -hmm. but it's funny if you go on Twitter how many on the left are supporting the censorship on big tech, so all of a sudden it suits their purpose, so go ahead and censor. You know, if it was happening and I saw the left being censored, I, I would be right behind them yeah. and, and say, look, I stand up for you. And I, I was at CPAC one year and they, they tried to ban an atheist booth. Um, and I said, no. Mm -hmm. And this, again, this was the same gentleman I debated. I said, I welcome you because I want to debate and let the people decide. Again, like you say, individual responsibility. Yeah. It's not up to government. We're all big adults. We can handle content and yeah. let, you know, let us decide. And not only that, we should have the choice to actually 
learn and educate ourselves and say, okay, that point, no, I don't quite agree with it. Why not? Let me look here. Let me look there and build our own informed decisions on things. Now, let me tell you this, Todd, um, our, our show started last year, um, a new platform, a new show where we would bring on politics and politicians and talk about certain issues that were contentious to all sides. And the purpose was to kind of bring a conversation where we could have a a conversation that would open up dialogue and, and have solutions. And I used to be on my show, it's seven years now, would be on seven pages of Google when you would search for it. All right. No, yeah. good. And end of last year, we were cut down to about a page and a half. So, oh, search, oh, yeah. yeah, the search engine had changed and, and somehow did something that we were not as found, that most of our shows were not found. So you're right. It's not just affecting, I, I ain't seen myself as a big um, media, you know, person out there but the idea that I am a normal person and I, I should along with my guests be able to express our opinions and thoughts now I have something here that's very interesting in your title um, how social media addicts teens how does that happen and what's going on there well if you go back to your Google if it, if it allows the correct search if you go back to one of the original founders of Facebook uh, they actually did focus groups with young people and just like drug dealers do they they discovered what endorphins went off, what basically hypnotized, uh, especially young people to different, not just subjects, but, but the, the way they're interacting, different colors, different wording, and they saw what really, you know, we, we've all seen, not only teenagers or young people, we've all seen people just buried down in their phones and, you know, hypnotized, addicted. Yeah. So, but it, more so, you know, I've got two teenagers right now and getting them out of the house off of their phones, I, you know, I, I hate to sound like an old fogey, but <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it truly is. And I myself find myself scrolling through and, but the bad thing, I mean, they're a business, they're, they're there to make money and I understand that. And, but they knew that these had negative repercussions mm -hmm. uh, early on and this is, one, one of the topics, the, one of the original founders that's not there anymore, one of the reasons he said that he's gone is they knew the negative impacts this was having and they still proceeded with it. Uh, and again, just like a drug dealer knows the, the impact of, hey, try this little thing, you know, it won't hurt you, you don't have to try it again if you don't, and then you start to like it, you get addicted and there you go, there's a customer for life. So, uh, and if you, in the book, Big Tech Tyrants, mm -hmm. what, it's not a lot of subjective things, just from our opinions. How the book came about is we were asked, we met with leaders in Congress and the White House before they did the Mark Zuckerberg and uh, Jack Dorsey hearings. And we, we came to them with data, data that's Facebook's own data, uh, that's hard evidence, uh, again, not subjective things, that, it, that shows this is actually the case. It, and it shows it uh, along those lines with teenagers, it shows it on censorship you mentioned with Google, which I believe Google is now the biggest of all the big tech threats right now because of their control of 90% of the search. And you, a smart individual, are, are seeing it on your own. Can you imagine when you, if, if you saw the Dr. Robert Epstein testimony before the Senate committee, uh, Ted Cruz's committee, uh, that he's a liberal Democrat and he said he has hard evidence that anywhere from five to 10 million uh, swing votes were swayed in the direction of Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. in 2016. Now this is when they thought they were going to win in a landslide. 
So they weren't really putting that much effort into it. So can you imagine? So the, what, what all leaked out in the Project Veritas, uh, you know, expose, and then the, the insider that just came out with information, that they're planning a big assault on 2020, that they're, they're blamed for Donald Trump being elected. So they're going to make sure, if, if you saw that video of all the Google execs crying yeah. the day after that President Trump won. Yeah. Now, that's scary to me. Again, I would, if, if I were on the other side and my side won and I saw a big influential corporation crying mm-hmm. and all supporting one side, I would be just as scared because George Orwell may have been too light on his book, 1984, on, on really, I, I, I'm not a tinfoil guy. And if you read our book, it's not, it's not a bunch of conjecture. This is yes. factual stuff. And if we don't get a handle on it now, Mm-hmm. They, they don't look at themselves as American corporations. They look at themselves as global, and they're putting servers in places like China that the U.S. will not have access to, mm-hmm. that, you know, Skynet from the Terminator. I mean, I don't know if they're yeah. going to fly around and shoot us and all that, but <laughs> if you have an unregulated entity that's worth five, six, you know, maybe a trillion dollars bigger than most companies, has that kind of control and they're in the hands of Chinese like wires and servers and all that when the U S has no access to it. Yeah. Bottom line. I think that's what this comes down to. And this is what is in the constitution. It's the first amendment. It's really the freedom of speech, which is also goes along with the freedom of thought and that we can be responsible um, peoples and choose our own way, our own um, pursuit of happiness. And we can't do that. when We only have one thought and one form to live this status quo, this narrative, you must live it. You can't go outside the box because you'll be um, well, character assassinated a lot of times. So uh, it's just really dangerous for everyone involved. And when you, like you said, if you are more uh, agreeing with the narrative, you're like, well, it's perfect. I agree with it. But what if one day you don't? And then that gets stopped, that form of thought and and free speech. And that's scary. And it's just... I mean, I thought that's what the left was about. I thought that's why the ACLU was founded, to protect free speech. So it's interesting how the ACLU is not getting involved in the big tech issues. You know, my, my sister, who I love to death, is a diehard liberal. <laughs> and, but we, we love each other. We, you know, we go to dinners and we have spirited, and we try to stay away from politics, but when we do, it's all, she congratulated me the day Donald Trump won, and then she went out and marched the next day. But if we can have <laughs> yeah. debates like that, with that's supposed to be what makes us Americans. Yes. That, that we can have those kind of debates, shake hands, give each other a hug, and move on and let the best ideas survive. But I, I really think that's why this is happening, mm-hmm. is I think in overall the left believes their ideas are not popular in the U.S. So how do you push ideas through when they're not the majority is you start restraining speech, you start manipulating what people see, and this is what happens first in banana republics and yeah. dictatorships. You saw it with Hugo Chavez in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Started cutting off the media, and you saw, you see what Venezuela is today. So uh, it's it's just dangerous in so many ways. It is. It is. Well, this has been a fascinating talk, and we could go on for hours, Todd. Yeah. But I'm going to let you go here. But let everyone know how they can help and get a copy of your book. How can they do that? Well, really, I mean, President Trump and there's certain leaders in Congress are on this, but 
we cannot leave these in the hands of our even the president because there's only so much he can do. The two ways we talked before that I believe is the people have to get behind it. It's actually three ways. We have to break them up as a monopoly. So we have a petition on bigtechtyrants.com. If you go, that petition will go to the Federal Trade Commission, which petitions them on going after big tech to break them up as a monopoly. Number two, it goes to the Department of Justice to challenge big tech on hiding under Section 230 statute that protects them as a communication platform, which they're, they're not offering. And then the third, probably most important, is we, the people, have to exercise the free market. So even after that happens, we have to look for solutions that we believe allows more free speech. We I mean, look, Facebook took down MySpace. So we think, oh, Facebook can't be taken down. Absolutely not. They took them down literally overnight. If, if they're weakened with antitrust and not hiding under 230, but the free market has to go out and you, you know, find the best app. It doesn't have to be ours. It could be Gab or Parler. But we're just trying. We've invested a ton of money into it because we can't wait for government to solve this kind of a problem. The people have to do it. And people out there, come up with your own platforms and let the best platform, that's how the U.S. has grown into what we are. Let the free market solve it. And I'm confident that people can, can fix this. Yeah. It's all about choice, allowing people the choice. So, right. uh, Todd, I, I just have to thank you again. Everyone go to Big Tech Tyrants. Dot com. Sign the petition today. Get the book. Uh, you know, educate yourself. Look at all different sorts of, uh, you know, studies out there and, and don't take one, one direction. Um, I, I, you know, you don't want to be fed into just one hole, but there's a lot of information out there and we can all learn together and make um, informed choices to make the world better. So, uh, Todd, I just have to thank you again for coming to Savvy Broadcasting and sharing your great wisdom today. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And the last thing I'll say is, People like you that are doing what you're doing is allowing this content to get out that the mainstream will not. So we, I want to thank you and, and the people out there like you that are getting the, con getting the real information out to the people that needs to get out there. Yes, yes, and we can all do that. So, Todd, thank you so much again for coming to Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. If you liked this episode, please share. To hear more Savvy episodes and Savvy Biz Tips, go to lifeunscriptedradio.com. To become a guest or participate in paid sponsorship, email us at christinalifeunscriptedradio.com. B-Sides Rare Finds Secret Shows. Whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. You can't get much for five bucks these days, unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT, plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink, all for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii.